0: join our group mentoring calls every saturday at 9 a.m pacific you can find it on my website at one rental at a now on with the show good morning good afternoon good evening folks it is wednesday and you know what that means yes anna kelly is back with us and we have a super secret extra special discussion first and i will let anna introduce it how are you doing anna
1: I'm doing great. So good to be here. Yes, good who, to see you as always.
0: Who's that good-looking guy behind your right shoulder?
1: This good-looking guy is my firstborn, my adult son now, <laughs> who is one day away from going off to college, and so this is his last day at home. We're, you know, getting everything ready and and going off on the adventure for the formal education while we're trying to pour into him the self-education that's really going to make him wealthy through real estate. So we're excited to have him on the show. I know you've been asking for a while (laughs) and um, he's really excited to be here as well. So I'll let the two of you take it away.
0: Thank you very much, Anna. Appreciate that. Hey, Dane, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. So this all started with a crazy idea six or nine months ago when I think I sent you one of these, right? sounds about right yeah sounds about uh, right yeah oh look at that he has the book that is awesome so uh as i remember the story your mom mom and i talk obviously weekly she was saying hey i have a high school senior um uh, you know about to go off to college which now you're a day away from going and she goes i think i would like to have him read the book so uh i guess the first question is did you actually read the book yes,
1: yes I, oh. I started reading it a second time but i'm only a chapter in
0: okay well, that's good. So that that's awesome to hear. Well, that's that's awesome. So, uh, you know, what did you think the first time? Right, you were seventeen, I guess, when you when you read it the first time.
1: Um, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. It was great. So I liked how you laid out kind of your story and really connected it because, for me, I connect to people's life stories mm-hmm. and the way that you just connected that and then put in the information with it was just way easier to retain and enjoy to read. So I appreciate that. Yeah, that um, that's exactly like I really consider the book
0: being two parts, like the first 60% is Olivia, my wife's and I's journey through that 15 years of a crazy real estate market, right? It starts before the bubble, the bubble goes up, we, we do some very smart things, then we take advantage of the crash. I'm curious, because you were you're 17 now 18, I believe. Um, do you remember your mom and dad kind of buying real estate? Were you old enough to kind of remember them, you know,
1: buying fourplexes and stuff? I actually do. So I was probably five or six when they bought their first fourplex. So you remember that? Yes. And we lived in the top one and while they rented out the three, but throughout my life, I kind of was old enough to memorize, to remember their start. Okay. All the way till now, so I was able to see pretty much everything. I remember late nights. Uh, I had school the next day up till two in the morning at a property. Wow! Even when I was like six years old, <laughs> in school. <laughs> Wait, mom's putting you to work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Well, that, that, so I asked that because I was I was thinking. again, I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes, right? If reading my book, having that experience, right? Starting with a fourplex house hack and then getting to where your parents are now, you probably see a lot of my story in what your mom and dad did, I would assume.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely, there's definitely a, definitely something that goes in most people's stories. You know, They, they don't really know how to start. Right. But then once they do, And something like a fourplex, something like that, where you can live in and rent the others is one of the best ways to go. But once you start after those first couple of years, which are probably the hardest, and it gets easier and easier. Yeah, that's
0: yeah, exactly. I'm curious. So you remember the fourplex living in the top, renting out the bottom. Do you remember moving? I think it was from Texas to the fourplex. Like you left a house and you went to a fourplex,
1: as I recall. So, well, we left a house in texas and then we lived with my grandparents for a year oh okay and then you went to then we
0: went there got it so again folks if you don't know house hacking is a big deal uh it's a it's a great way for folks to start um i'm just gonna ask right you're in college now do you see yourself being uh someone who will likely house hack uh sometime in the future probably yeah it's getting on the property ladder right yes yeah. Now,
1: while I'm in college, I would love to look at Airbnbs while I'm down there. Okay. Because I mean, there's a lot of different ways to create income passively,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, um, and there's different ways to do it. You got um, multifamily, you got like vacation rentals, you have self-storage, many of them, but I'm trying to look at everything. Cause I don't know what fits me. Right. Know? And while I'm down there, I'm at Florida I'm at the beaches and I'd love to try to get an Airbnb down there. Yeah,
0: that would make, that would be, that would be sick. How far away is the beach from school? Is it like 45 minutes, or? minutes? Oh, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're going to be at the beach quite a bit. I think <laughs> mom, I'm studying.
1: i not ask you though.
0: I, yeah. what I learned uh, exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll look at it later. That's awesome. So again, going back to the book, right. Kind of going through the story was there, was there a story or an example in the book that still resonates you, or you kind of like, oh, you know, that hit you or it really stuck out? I'm just curious.
1: Um, one of your stories about just opening up to like an alligator property. Oh, yeah. And realizing like, it's not going to be easy. And there's a lot of warnings that you have to look at at a property because if it's not making you money or in the long run, you have to wait 30 years for it to actually do anything exactly. and it, it might not be worth it you know i i don't know about you but i wouldn't want to wait 30 years to get any money in return you know no, i
0: i don't want to wait three years dane let alone 30. Exactly, exactly.
1: i'm so glad
0: you brought that one up right because a lot of people in the real estate business especially people who are supposedly coaching or whatnot they preach high leverage because they think high leverage gets lots of units and bigger is better and in, in, frankly, that's just not true. If you have a financial house of cards or a bunch of alligators, you are one hiccup away from financial ruin. So I'm glad that that story resonated with you. It's frankly, the only picture in the book, right? I got one picture in the book, and it's an alligator eating a bag of money. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> Maybe that's why it resonated.
0: Yeah. You know, alligators. Oh, wow. Oh, where did that come from? Yeah. Not, not a picture book. That is awesome. Um, and then, you know, the other things that are in the book that I think probably resonate, again, given your experience with your mom and dad in, in my story is that at some point, you kind of go up, right? For us, it was 1031 exchanges, right? We went from eight to 80 units. And you have seen your parents uh, do similar things. Uh, did, did
1: that hit home? Definitely. It definitely just going back, you know, like I said earlier, the first couple of years is just really hard. Right. But once you find what will start to take you that next step, then those next couple of years is where you grow the most. At least where I've seen people grow the most. That is so well said. Right. So I just wanna repeat that to make sure I get it, cause I'm gonna probably steal that
0: and give you credit for it. Okay. So again, you gotta do the work up front, right? You gotta make a decision, right? This is what I want. Then you do the work, that's the hardest time. Then at some point you've, you've been in it, you then get to re-leverage what you've learned. I, I call it recycling capital. Uh, And then it just gets easier from there. Is that kind of a fair repeat of what you said? Definitely. Oh, you're a genius at 18, man. I didn't pick that up till I was almost 50. This is is not going to be fair. You're going to do amazing things. Um, So again, so when you think about, so let's talk about you going off to college, right? So I remember obviously doing it. I went to junior college first. I had to pay for my education. I actually have a daughter that's 12 years older than you. So I remember taking her to college. what what do you, what is college to you?
1: What, what, what do you see the next four years? So first of all, big argument, just throw that out there. Sure. I don't think I need college. Ah, I really don't think you need it, but one of the, so I've been talking to a lot of people. I was at a business conference for two days and they got both sides of it. And for college, for me, it's, it's the experience and it's the people that I meet. Yes. School, if you want to be a doctor or nurse, you, you have to go in there. You have to study because they're not going to hire someone that doesn't know their stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me, I want to do real estate. I'm going to get a finance degree okay. just to help my understanding with math and stuff, but sure, school grades are important, but it's not the mm. biggest thing. Yeah. You know, I want to be down there. I want to get connected with people and while I'm down there, I want to be able to work from college Mm-hmm. And look at properties. Maybe yep. um, find someone that will let me sublease. Yeah. so I rent it out and then I re-rent it out for right. more? On yeah. Arbitrage,
0: right? Yeah. Airbnb yeah.
1: arbitrage. Yeah. See, I
0: know where you're going. Yeah. I see the wheels spinning. So let's let's talk about this, right? So you're talking to a guy um, who went to junior college, then then went and got his four year degree, and then went back and got a master's degree. Um, you know. It's funny, right? If you were to ask me what my most valuable college course was, it had nothing to do with any of my degrees. It was an elective. And I would tell every single college student to take a public speaking course. It's uncomfortable. Everybody hates it. But the ability to public speak comfortably, the ability to have a rough outline, the ability to be comfortable in your own skin and not go ums and ahs and all of that has made me millions of dollars. I would not have been the successful sales rep, the successful leader without a public speaking course. So uh, without question, and it was in junior college. It was my second year of junior college without question. And uh, yeah, so that's there. There are some amazing things, but you're right. I'm not a big, you know, go, go get a degree, go check the boxes and suddenly life is there. It's not college is about, it's about for me, so, so this is really weird, right? This is just two guys talking. Um, I graduated a, a Christian high school where 98% of the students went off to four-year degrees or whatever, some crazy number. I didn't even take my SATs, right? So that means I, I can't go to a four-year university. I at didn't. least, yeah, I'm like, not interested, don't care. Both my parents have high school degrees. Nobody in my family has a college degree. Nobody, like aunts, uncles, cousins. It was nothing we talked about. Um, however, you know, getting, um, married at 19, I was married really young. Uh, I realized I equated college to more income, right or wrong, right or wrong. Right. Uh, I was raised to be an employee, uh, you know, go to school, get a good job, make a lot of money, buy stuff. That was my upbringing. Um, I still struggle with being an entrepreneur, right? The stuff that you're talking about at 18 folks, house hacking, arbitrage, you're just so far ahead of me. Uh, but i do think you could use these next four years to to round out your skills right i saw you quiver when i talked about public speaking right i saw it i don't know if you'll admit it but i saw that
1: i will definitely admit it i have to take it and i'm i don't want to but no you i I mean mean, dude you you need to take two levels
0: of it if you want to it, it it will make you millions of dollars millions of dollars public speaking right and then there are other things. To your generation, for example, maybe it's video editing or other things, because the ability to communicate, tell a story, grab people's attention—it's it, what you need. Whether you are doing real estate, whether you are doing Airbnb, whether you are doing syndications, here's the deal. Here's a secret about sales and how I've made millions of dollars in commission. People buy emotionally; they justify logically. What does that mean? That means you have to get somebody's heart before you get somebody's mind. Most people do it ass backwards. They're like, no, I need to do an ROI calculation or internal rate of return or all these fancy calculations. And until you've got their heart, until they believe in you, Dane, doesn't matter. That's why you're what your mom does with REI mom or what she is now doing with Greater Purpose Capital. She is, without knowing it, I don't know if she knows this, but without knowing it, she's grabbing people's hearts first and their minds second. At 18, I didn't get that. I don't think you get that yet. I think you think it's about, hey, if I do the fancy Excel spreadsheet and I spit out a 14, 14% IRR, everybody's going to loan me money. No, you're an 18-year-old, maybe 19, maybe 20-year-olds. You've got to get people to believe in Dane, Dane's vision, Dane where Dane's going. The fact that Dane delivers, he, he does the hard work. All of that is what you want by the time you graduate college. Wow. Is Dane, Dane delivers. Dane, Dane, again, get the heart first, you get the mind second. Most people get that backwards. Does that make sense?
1: Wow, definitely. I've really thought of it that way, but it's, it's really true, it, yeah.
0: Yeah, again, I've, I've worked with million-dollar producers, and all of them, without question, Get the heart first and the mind second. And most people on social media do it wrong. They're all about numbers and this, that. The other thing, the numbers are important. Being able to run a spreadsheet, tell the story, do five-year plans, important. But they're useless until you get their heart. So work on Dane the story, Dane the man. And uh, college is a great place to figure that out. You're going to go there as a senior or as a, a freshman and be an entirely different person by the time your junior year comes. It's going to be amazing to watch, but you have to own that. That's you. Nobody's going to do that. Mom's not going to do that. Dad's not going to do that. Brothers, sisters, friends. Dane, the man needs to figure out who Dane's going to be. And it's usually by your junior year. Wow. All right. Well, I'd be be remiss if I didn't ask an 18-year-old who has read my book, which is just totally awesome. What kind of questions, if anything, did you have in this book?
1: So you, like going through the hard times and the best times, you know, you've seen a lot. Yeah. So what's one thing that I could do to kind of be careful and not go into some of those hard times, Mm. kind of skip some of those hard times and look for what, like what's around me, Mm. what's happening in the market right now Mm. and how to adapt to that.
0: Yeah, so there's a couple of things. You're never going to avoid the hard times. Uh, I would tell you uh, the strongest skill you have, and I know your mom has it, maybe she, maybe you've seen her do this, is you have to recognize, not avoid the bad days. As I think I said in the book, one of my big 21 takeaways is bad stuff happens. And it's the person that recognizes, it, deals with it and moves on that wins. The person who kind of ignores it, turns around, pretend it's not there, it'll linger. Uh, one of the things that you learn in life uh, when you have a commission-based sales job is bad information doesn't get better with time. No, nothing bad gets better with time. Not a leaky faucet, not a alligator property, not a horrible toxic relationships. They don't get, once they're bad, once they've shown you who they are, flush them, right? Um, so it's not about avoiding the bad times. It's about recognizing, almost building a callus. Like if you work with your hands, you build those yeah. callus. Um, you still got to lift the weight. You still got to go through them, but it's, it's, you know, once you got the call, it's like, okay, I can do this. You know, big deal. So, um, and uh, it just it gets easier with time. But I would tell you the strongest thing to do is just recognize that it will happen, deal, and move on. Don't grind, don't beat yourself up. Like that negative cash flow property I talk about now, the alligator, I talk about it, I own it, but I've never done it again. Yeah. Right. The most expensive mistakes, in my opinion, are the ones that you repeat. A mistake is not a problem. A mistake's a learning opportunity. It's the mistakes you repeat because you were arrogant. You were you thought the rules didn't apply. Shame on you. That's on you. Yeah. So, so that's what I would tell you. And the other the last thing is a quote from another expert on my channel that I think you should just internalize. It is always a great time to do a great deal. It's not about picking the bottom. It's not about picking the top. It's about doing the work, knowing what average is, because average will change. For example, when I started, average on my market was about 8% yield. Uh, then it got down to, you know, nothing, right? It was negative yield, which if you read my book, I sold, right? Negative yield, don't want them. Then uh, the crash happens and suddenly I'm getting 15, 16, 17% average, which means I always want to do good or great. Today the average is six, six and a half. You just gotta you just gotta go with it. It is always a great time to do a great deal, but you. Dane need to do the work and be able to declare what average is. That's what most people get wrong. They spend two days on the internet, realtor.com, Zillow, Redfin, whatever it is. Uh, They look at 12 properties and they go, oh, that's a good one. I mean, how can you know what a good one is after 12 properties? Give me a break. I look every day. I've been doing for 20 years and it's hard for me. Uh, Don't be lazy. Don't cut corners. Uh, Understand your job is to know average. And once you know average, the world is your oyster. Uh, But most people don't want to
1: do the work. Wow. That's great. You know, that kind of, um, comes back to, so I was at, like I said earlier, I was at this business meeting for like two days, this conference, just super smart guys all around me, guys and girls. And so one of my goals is just to learn as much as possible. Right. Talk to people, make relationships because relationships are one of the most important things you can do. No question. One of the guys said, it's only a mistake. If you repeat it exactly, and don't take anything from it, yes. So, oh, uh, absolutely right. And again, what I w- And what
0: the, the beauty here is, Dane, you're going to make hundreds, of, if not thousands, of mistakes in your life. Just don't repeat them. Make them new, right? Enjoy the process of making a new mistake, and then learn the lesson. And the beauty of this is, don't grind on it. Too many people take a mis- This is the. This is very much. Are you Gen Z or Millennial? Sorry, I don't know. Where's the cutoff? I don't know either. Okay. Well, I'm going to call uh, you a millennial. Know. Maybe I'm a millennial.
1: I'm probably millennial.
0: Okay. low. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Younger generation. How about that? Right. I got 30 years on you. Um, today, the world s- seems to post the highlight reel. Social media, highlight reel. I actually think more people would do well if we posted our mistakes. Because you don't learn from the highlight reel. Yeah. You learn from the mistakes. I've interviewed professional athletes, people worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and most of them only want to talk about their mistakes. Wow. Right. Think about that because that's where they learn. That's where they go forward. That's where they pivot or, or whatever they do. Yeah, it's, it's, um, we, we would be a better off as a society. If we admitted our mistakes, like buying it or like creating an alligator in my book and going, I'm not doing that again. That hurt. That was really dumb. I hate writing, you know, a $1,200 check when I'm collecting a thousand bucks. How stupid am I? Right. So very cool. So what, so, so, um, your mom asked me a question, kind of advice that I would give to you. Um, I, I guess there's a couple of things I would give to you or anybody else going off to college. Number one, uh, the rat race is real. I did not know that when I was your age. I, by, by your age, I was already making 20 or 25 grand a year being a, a, a salesperson at Sears, which as an 18-year-old awesome. And again, that's like, that's like 1990s money. So that's probably like 40 grand today, right? Um, so I was already making really good money for an 18-year-old, um, but I didn't get it. I didn't realize that as my income grew and I let my life expand, it's a problem. What I would tell you today, Dane, is if you can live on two grand a month, you have every, and I say this knowing you and knowing your mom. You could graduate in four years and be financially free, but you need to be able to live on two grand a month or 2,500. If you allow your lifestyle and you start flexing with fancy cars and fancy meals and clothes and all that stuff, and you walk out of college needing eight grand, you're going to be working. And being an entrepreneur, real estate person, it's just another job. But if you can earn financial freedom, and then be playing, investing from the age of twenty-two on. Uh, it's you're going to have a life that all of us are envious of, myself included. So watch the rat race is w- real. It's seductive. It's uh, it sneaks up on you. It comes with daily decisions that people don't like to admit. Signing up for credit cards, buying that pizza on credit. Uh, you know, taking that girl out this or there, flexing to get her attention. There's a lot of things you could do for free. Walk, take her to the beach, you know, whatever. You know, Just realize the rat race is real. And then the other one is um, you're a high performer in a high-performing family, flat out. Often is the firstborn, which I am as well, uh, comes a lot of extra pressure. I would tell you to let that go. You're going to be a freshman in college. And I have not met anybody who knew what they were going to be as a freshman. Go in, figure it out. I mean, I changed ma- I mean, I didn't actually have a major, but I, I, by the time I left my freshman year of college, I had changed what I wanted to be when I grew up four times. Don't, don't, don't put that extra pressure on yourself. And I would tell you to get comfortable being un- uncomfortable. You should take that public speaking course as a freshman. The fact that you, you know, like vis- visibly retreated means you need to take it early. You need to get comfortable being uncomfortable because if you are going to be the real estate guy that I think you're going to be, uh, your ability to grab people's hearts and carry a conversation and tell stories, it's going to make you millions of dollars. So go, go learn that skill.
1: Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I really needed that, you know, as the oldest, I feel huge pressure on me. I,
0: yeah. Let it go. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Take you could have the pressure your junior year,
0: but don't have it your freshman year. <laughs>
1: and no, I definitely should take the speech class. I mean I have to, but I, I should definitely take it early just to it's get one of my down suits, but something I need to grow and strengthen. So
0: Yeah, I got to tell you, your generation, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it should be a, a high school mandate. Your generation is not going to be my generation of Excel spreadsheets and PowerPoints and Word documents. It's going to be communication, it's going to be video going to be something social so you have to be able to tell and that's all the greats do is they tell stories they grab your heart first your mind second most people do it ask backwards and fail
1: so that's what i would tell you actually now that i think about it one of my best classes i guess or the class i took the most out of in high school was probably my speech class i'm still not nearly as good as i, I need to be but I'm far from what I was my junior year. I took a speech class and it really helped me. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Folks again, if you're watching this, you have high school or college students. uh, Frankly, I would pay them to take a speech class because most people don't want to do it. Right. Most people rank death above, you know, is the only thing scarier than public speaking. Uh, But it is, it's going to be the wave of the future. So Uh, I think that's a lot of fun. Any closing thoughts? What would you tell other high school students? Would you tell them to buy this book and read it?
1: I would. I would. (laughs) I think. I would say one of the number one things well, two things. Sure. First, invest in learning, invest in buying this book, invest in buying other books. Yes. Go on podcasts, go on even YouTube, anything that you can learn. And the second best thing I would say is relationships. Yes. Because even now, even a young guy, I'm, I just turned 18 and I've met some fantastic people and I'm already growing relationships. And don't think that you're too young to start. You, you might have this fear oh, these guys, they're way ahead of me, they're way older than me. But you'll be surprised when you ask someone a question, even one question. And they invite you over to their house yeah. or they, they want to, they want to pour into you just because of that one simple question. So don't ever think you're too young to even talk to someone. Yeah.
0: Well well said.
1: Well, do me a favor. Your mom has my email and
0: my phone number. If you ever want to talk to someone that, you know, that's not in the family, Hey, what's going on. I'm here for you. If I can help you in any way, you let me know.
1: Thank you so much. All right, buddy.
0: Thank you, Dane. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for reading the book and thank you for your time. Of course. Thank you. Mm -hmm.